This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. So we've been talking about relationships for a number of weeks, and this is especially our primary relationship, but it also extends to any relationship that we have. And we've talked about the importance of commitment first, but commitment to ourselves. We always think it's commitment to somebody else, and when we're not committed to ourselves, things fall apart. So that's the first leg of the triangle or the stool, however you think about that. The second one is freedom, and we talked about the importance of giving our partners freedom giving the people in our lives that we're in relationship freedom to be who they are and to make their own choices without penalizing them by withdrawing love. And today is the third leg, and that is awareness. And we have to be aware of who we are being in our relationships. We have to be aware of the stories that we are telling to ourselves about the other Have you ever made an assumption about your partner? That look on their face, you know what that means, right? (laughs) Or they did this thing, and whatever it was they did, they did it because, and you filled in the blank for them. Why would you have to ask them? Because you know, duh, you look at them, anybody who did that would be doing it because of fill in the blank. Haven't we all done that at some point? This is like an AA. Raise your hand. (laughs) We've all done it. (laughs) And because it's just so human, we are storytelling creatures. And we love to make up stories. And we hate the zone of the unknown. We feel completely out of control in the unknown. And so we make up a story. And then we feel right. We feel in control. We know what's going on. We're miserable because we always make up stories that make us feel miserable, right? I don't know why we do that. I'm sure there's a psychological answer, but I, I do know that we do it. So if we want to be present with a partner or anybody else, it behooves us to be aware of what we're thinking and the stories that we're telling ourselves. And it's a fabulous idea to check them out. Check out those stories. Or before we even make them, just ask, huh, I noticed you did whatever. I'm wondering what that's about for you. Or maybe you can share with them, I noticed you did that, and I just got a pit in my stomach as soon as you did it. And if I'm honest with myself, I realize that's because my father always did that, and next came whatever came next. And so when you did that, I got scared, thinking that that whole story was going to play out. This takes practice, like Claire was talking about. You don't automatically fill in the blank with that. That takes practice of catching yourself in the act of reacting and then asking yourself, why am I getting so upset about this? 
and going past the aisle where it's like, well, anybody would be upset about that. Well, they might be, but they, if they are, they would be upset for their own reasons. I am always upset because of something inside of me, which is a story that I am telling. It's an old story. It's a familiar story. I don't even have to examine it. I know it so well. But it's not a true story. It's not truth. And if we want a relationship that is truly loving, we have to stand in truth. And we have to become aware. And awareness isn't easy. I remember, I mean, even in simple things. I remember one time my former husband said to me, you say like all the time. And I was, I was speaking on a regular basis at that point. And I said, no, I don't. I mean, I was so closed to the possibility that he could know anything about me. <laughs> now, we all know, we all know everything about our partners, right? We, we can see them so clearly, what they do, what they need to do. And, but I couldn't imagine that he could see that about me. And so then I went, I think it was probably in the same week, I went to my Toastmasters meeting, and the way that that program is set up when you give a talk, then there's someone who is assigned to be your evaluator, and they're supposed to give you something to improve upon as well as tell you what you did well. So that evaluator comes up, and in the could improve upon says, you say like all the time. Luckily for me, I thought people in Toastmasters knew something unlike my husband. (laughs) And I began to pay attention to it. And as I brought the light of awareness to it, I realized I would pepper my sentences with the word like. Three or four likes in one single sentence. You know, like every time you like want to do something, like you're thinking like what... That's how I was talking. And as soon as I realized that, I was like, oh my God, that's terrible. And, but that was the light of awareness allowed me to begin to change it. Which is why awareness is so beautiful. Now that example is kind of silly. There's no harm done. It's, I mean, it's really annoying to the person who's listening in my opinion, <laughs> but, but no harm is done. But in our relationships, there are other things that we do that cause great harm, and we need to be aware of them. Yesterday, I was making soap with my nine-year-old grandson, and we had this kit, and we're following the directions to make the soap. And we've got one bar that's Okay, we made this bar, and now he's got a toothpick or something, and he's, he's digging a hole in the middle of this soap. And I'm, I'm horrified, okay? And then that's not enough. He has another one that is setting, and he's sticking a rubber band in that. And, and I'm getting all worked up about this. And, he said, and I said something. I don't remember what I said, but it was in the stop it category. And, and he said, Gigi, 
why don't you let me just be creative? And by the grace of the divine, I didn't mouth off with something parental. I actually asked myself that question. Why couldn't I just let him be creative? And I realized, oh, there I am again. That's my thing about following rules. It's just how I'm wired, and I have to follow rules. Unless I think they're stupid. And then, then I'm just into my right thing. I'm right, because that's a stupid rule. Who made that? But if I think it's, it's not a stupid rule, then I have to follow it. And so just being aware of that gave me the freedom to actually say, I'm sorry. And let him make a hole in the damn soap. Who cares? <laughs> you know, it just, it really doesn't matter. But think about how many times with our children or with other people in our lives, we, we have got to be in control, and we don't even know why, because we did not bring the light of awareness to it. It's so important to take a minute and just ask ourselves, why are our knickers in a knot over this? Because there's always a reason. I was reflecting recently about how I was raised. I was raised in the Catholic tradition. And I can remember, I was not actually seven yet, almost, but not yet, when I made my first confession which was a prerequisite before you could get your first communion. And in order to make your first confession, you had to come up with all the sins of your past life. Take that in for a minute. Not quite seven. All the sins of my past life. Now, we know in unity that what we focus on expands. So what was I focusing on? I mean, my list was, I sat down and I made a list because I'm that kind of girl. And I had, you know, lying how many times and smacked my brother. And, you know, the things little kids do that, you know, by seven actually you even know you probably shouldn't do. But... But I was focusing on what was wrong. And so what I realized this last week as I thought about that was that set me up for a life of noticing what is wrong. Especially what's wrong with me. But I have to say, I can notice what's wrong with you too. <laughs> I'm, I'm a nice enough person that I'm not going to focus that. I'm going to put more energy on what's wrong with me. But, but it's just a setup. What if instead I had been raised, or if you still have children, or if we create a world where, where this becomes possible, what if we were raised with, hey, what did you do today that you're really proud of? Did anybody ever ask you that question? Even ever? Have you ever asked yourself that at the end of the day when you're doing gratitudes? 
or you're just getting ready for bed, do you ever ask yourself, what, where do I really need to pat myself on the shoulder today? What would our world be like if we did that? And see, this is the power of awareness because if you recognize that you don't do that, that you're looking for what's wrong, chances are you're looking for it in your partner or your kids or your parents or whoever it is, and I bet you're finding it. (laughs) I mean, that's just how it works, right? What if you switched the frame? One of the things that my former husband and I did that was really fun was we brought the light of awareness to different aspects of our personalities. The ones that were generally troublemakers, like the controlling ones. He had one we called Clyde. Clyde had to do everything. He was in charge and get the hell out of the way if you're not doing it the way he wants it. This one was so much a part of his personality that as we played with it, the people that worked for him were teasing that they ought to get him one of those hats that said Clyde on it. And they called him Clyde to his face. But it was okay because it was fun. I had my own controlling personality, Cynthia. And when Cynthia and Clyde got together, oh, putting the Christmas tree up together. (laughs) I mean, here's two that both know the one and only right way to do it. (laughs) Not the same one, right? Or there was, I had this other one called Lily, and Lily is the one that just can never do anything right. And is very insecure. And when Clyde and Lily got together, so we're, we were wallpapering one time, which I had not done before. Clyde, of course, knew how to do it, and he knew the only right way to do it. And Lily is Lily's trying really hard, but but she's she's just not cutting it. But because we played with this, we had named them. We made it theater instead of criminal action. <laughs> He could say to me, Lily? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that thing again. And as soon as you become aware of it, you don't have to keep doing it. Or you can keep doing it, but now it's really theater. So it's a way to bring mercy and awareness into our relationships. Because trust me, we all have these parts. We all have them. I loved Claire's question today about why are we here. I'm, I'm so curious. Just the conversation with Naomi and myself, it was so rich. And, and I, want, I want to hear from everybody. What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? And, and I know that there are a variety of answers But it's so important to bring awareness to what we are doing. The last subject I want to mention before I end is is our dreams. Are we standing up for our dreams? Are we paying attention to our discontent? Because if we are not, 
If we're not going for those dreams, if we have told ourselves some story about how it's not possible because I'm not a candidate, because whatever the stories are, we've all had stories for why we've sold out on our dreams. I guarantee you if we have done that, we will blame someone else. And if we're in a partnered relationship, that partner is the most likely candidate to take the heat. I'm not doing it because you're controlling, or I have to take care of the kids, or whatever it is. But it's not the other person's fault. It's our own unwillingness to get right in front of our dream and say, okay, I don't know how to make this happen, but I'm going to. Katie and Gay Hendricks are people that I studied with. They are masters in relationship, and they're just this wildly creative couple. And she tells the story of how she found herself getting very resentful of Gay because he would be off in his office and he's writing books and doing all this stuff every morning and she's got the dishes to do and emails to answer and all of this stuff around the house and how come he's not helping with that? He, he gets to go off and be creative. And finally she took a look at that and she realized, oh, I'm the one that's making a higher commitment to the dishes than I am to my own creativity. What if I went in my office and wrote my poetry or whatever it was that was her creative thing? And so she did that. And they just decided, eh, the dishes can get done later in the day. This is our creative time. And she did that too, instead of blaming him. But if you're not in touch with where you're feeling discontent, you may not even be aware of what your dream is. And then once you're aware of your dream, you have to be aware of the stories you tell yourself of why you can't have that dream. Or what are the habits that are getting in the way of having that dream? So... Awareness is a light. We are the light. And we can bring that light more fully out. And we can have a world in our own little sphere that's just sparkling, where we get to live in love, where we get to follow our dreams. Awareness is our friend. So let's take a minute and just let that soak in, and then we'll go into song.